0: Hello. No. And welcome to This is a Token with Alex Monroe, the podcast that celebrates all things jewellery. I've spent half a lifetime designing and making jewellery, but what really interests me is what it means to other people. This is a podcast where we ask our guests about the jewellery they cherish most of all. We'll explore the moving, fascinating and often surprising stories connected to each piece and those emotional bonds that we just can't do without. My guest today is the actor, singer, songwriter and author Carrie Hope Fletcher. Carrie made her West End debut in Les Miserables when she was just about nine years old. Then straight into Chitty Titty Bang Bang and the list goes on from there with almost everything you've ever heard of. Mary Poppins, The Adams Family, Heathers, more Les Miserables, Cinderella and lots, lots more. But Carrie's been busy writing books too, nine so far by my count. Carrie's first book is called All I Know, Wonderings and Reflections on Growing Up Gracefully, which was a number one bestseller in the UK. She's published all sorts of bestselling novels and children's books since. Uh, I will add here that um, I wrote one book once and it nearly finished me off, so I don't know how she does it. Carrie's brilliant podcast is called Wonder Women. That's definitely worth checking out. Carrie is a two-time Grammy Award nominee and a three-time winner of the What's On Stage Award for Best Actress in a Musical. Now, as usual, we're going to put all the links on the website and photos of all the jewellery we'll be talking about. Do check it out. Um, Carrie's done so much more than I've mentioned in the introduction. I'm here today with Esme, who's helping me with the recording. So for now, I'd like to say hello and welcome and a huge thank you to Carrie Hope Fletcher, For making time in her busy schedule to be my guest. On This Is a Token. Carrie, welcome.
1: Hello! Hey,
0: (laughs) thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for coming along. I think I was saying earlier, as I was researching you, I was thinking... How has she got time to come and do this podcast? Because it, it's like, I was so... I mean, you're doing so many different things
1: at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I've got like a nice little break at the moment. I'm actually going on holiday on Monday. So I'm, what? i what know. I'm going to Disneyland Paris, classic. Lovely. I've, I'm a big Disney fan. Uh, but then Iceland. Wow. I've never been before and I'm very, very excited about it. I would love to go, um, to go to Iceland. So yeah, you've caught me at a time when I'm having a little break. A so little you're chill.
0: cool. Oh, that's really lucky for us. I sometimes think when we ask people... If they'll come on my little podcast Half of it's lucky Like if they've got If they've (laughs) got breathing space So you kind of try Not to take it personally When people tend to bugger off No,
1: no, of course But they never do They're always ever so nice
0: So you started off In musicals When you were just nine Are your mum and dad creative musical theatrical people they are
1: but privately very much within the confines of our our home my dad worked in a Kodak factory for like 21 years and then when Kodak went under he got made redundant and then became a caretaker at a school Um, but he's always played guitar and used to be in a band that used to play in like YMCA's and pubs and stuff and my mum was a learning sport teacher for children with special needs but she's a massive massive musicals fan so there were always musicals on the telly always had the films on so yeah they are very creative people but very much just within our households there was always music and always musicals I guess also though you need to have an environment where
0: you can believe that being creative and musical is something that might earn you a living yeah. and I guess I'm guessing like a lot of people they love it but they think oh I'll carry on and do my accountancy exam yeah. because <laughs> you know I need a backup plan Yeah.
1: I it think feels my like they gave were... you
0: freedom right? yeah
1: to... they are free... absolute freedom and this sort of belief as well that we really could do anything that we wanted to do as long as we were willing to put in the hard work and yeah. I think also So they would have loved to have done what we've ended up doing. And so we're very determined to give us the opportunity to do that if we could. So yeah, they're massively supportive people, and just so down to earth as well. They would always be the first people to be like, "You're getting too big for your boots. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Come back down to Good. the ground."
0: You need a bit of that. So I went to art school, and then and I've managed to, you know, luckily I've managed to kind of make a living out of making mm-hmm. what I do with my jewellery. And I've got three daughters, three girls, and all three of them have gone to art school, and they're all kind of arty, creative. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of me that wants to go. You've got to be really lucky. Like don't not don't count on it. But, mm. but and I don't want to kill any. Dreams, but it's like of course it is not, but it's realistic, be, isn't it? I guess I went out of my uni, an awful lot of people went on to do other things because yes. it just isn't the space. Yeah, and how many people go to drama school how many people, you know, are talented singers I want to yeah. go on the stage? And it must be like the top one percent or something that actually can go on and, mm. and make a living out of it, which is so lovely. How do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like luck had. I kind of can't quite work it out. When people ask, How do you do it? It's so hard. It's
1: such a hard question to answer, isn't it? Because I I get it quite a lot where I didn't go to drama school, and, you know, drama school is expensive, and a lot of people are looking for other routes into the industry. Mm. So when people say, Oh, well, you didn't go to drama school. How did you do it? Mm. I'm like, I don't think anyone could ever replicate how I did it because it was just a series of fortunate events. Like, there was nothing planned. There was no sort of like, Oh, well, uh, I I, I did this, and now I'll do this, and you've got to tick that box, and you've got to, you know, follow these exact instructions. It was all just sort of by accident.
0: There is something true, isn't there? Uh, you need to be the sort of person that looks for, for the, the opportunity, p- opportunity of being lucky, and then takes that luck Absolutely, when it comes to your yeah. So you know you need a set of ingredients. But yes. Um, so I guess you know your first musical you were in, you, you went along for an audition. Yes. And you were just I'm the very right young. person. You had the right voice, the right look, the right attitude, and they yeah. thought, yeah, super. Yeah.
1: Well, when I was sixteen, I left I left school because uh, my brother and I had been throwing ideas around to write our own music musical like a movie musical mm. so we you know just one rainy afternoon we were together had some time we were like let's write a few songs let's come up with an idea um ended up with a few more people you know my brother's friends with a lot of songwriters and a lot of very creative people so james born from busted we started talking to him and wrote some songs with him a guy called ant brant who used to be in a band called v we just all kind of got together and started it's writing these songs. You were in the right, in
0: the right <laughs> gang, there not <weren't> you? <laughs> I know, you know, very so, lucky. So, in case you don't know, listener, Carrie's brother founded McFly and is—I would you call it like guitar. Like lead well, guitar. Well, lead guitarist.
1: Or, is, I don't, I don't know. They all, they all kind of share yeah. their roles very evenly in McFly. But, but was it,
0: was it? He was a kind of founding. Yes. Person yeah. He was. McFly. He was the
1: first person in in the band. You know, but another super brother, yeah.
0: successful musician. Yeah. Which is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we started filling that in. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. No, we started. Um, writing songs and, and writing this movie musical and it sort of snowballed to the point where Island Record then said oh we're what's, what's Tom from McFly doing with his sister let's you know get on board with this and so they then signed the soundtrack of this musical and then wow. they said if someone was to direct it who would it be and we went Steven Spielberg you know just throw in a if, any, if you, you want to direct anything you go to Steven yeah. Spielberg because he's the I best of the best I right and they said okay so a week later we had a like a zoom call essentially before zoom was cool we had a zoom call with uh, Steven Spielberg oh
0: my god
1: and then about 10 minutes after that he said I'd love to see you in New York and invited us out to New York so I got to go like fly- I was 16 I got to fly to New York and meet Steven this Spielberg crazy and it sort of snowballed to the point where we were so busy with this musical that my brother's manager turned around and said look you're not going to have time to do your A-levels if this is something that you want to seriously pursue yeah. so you kind of have to make a choice and it's totally fine either way we'll all be supportive yeah. of whatever you choose Thank <laughs> you. But it's A-levels or this yeah. potentially very exciting, life-changing thing. And whilst the project never got off the ground, and that musical still has to see the light of day, it was life-changing in the sense that I then went on this sort of three, four-year journey until I was 19 years old, met all these people, and, you know, got to sing for them and show off my voice, who then said, well, now that musical is kind yeah. of, you know, not happening or isn't happening the way that we all thought it would, what do you want to do now? And I said, yeah. well, I want to be in musicals. And they said okay we'll we'll help you and there was a guy called Mark Samuelson who was a a movie producer and he got me in with a bunch of agents and set up meetings and they all said no I I think it was like 12, 13 different meetings and they were all like no sorry you've got no experience as an actress you know they just weren't willing to take a a chance and then about three months later after that and feeling really disheartened Curtis Brown got in touch their offices and they said we've had this movie musical come through and they didn't have a musical theatre department at the time and they Mm. were thinking well maybe we should build one and we should get some musical theatre performers and some agents and to build a department specifically for mm. that and they said um, this movie musical's come through we'd love to send you up and we're you know we'll consider you being one of our first musical theatre clients if it you know it goes well and it, it wow. went well and they took a chance a big chance because I literally had nothing to show apart from you know musical theatre experience I'd had when I was a child which mm. you know when you're a kid all you need to do is stand there and look cute and say mm. the right lines <laughs> and they said what musicals do you want to be in and I said I, I just want to play Epony and that's been like the holy grail of roles for me ever since I was a kid and they Put me up for it, and four auditions later, I got the call to say I'd got the part, and that was, you know, it was all these things that just sort of accidentally fell into place, and meeting the right people at the right time, and singing for yeah, the right the person at the right time. There's it no way you could exactly, replicate it. You know, if
0: someone says how did you do it, you can't say, well, write a musical and send <laughs> exactly. Steven Spielberg because yeah. that would just be ridiculous. Wouldn't exactly. It? I do like your. I've kind of picked up on something on this kind of um kind of blind optimism <laughs> when someone asks you, you sort of go, well, Steven Spielberg, you know, which, yeah. is, which is so great. Whereas, you know, I think. I think a lot of people might kind of go, oh, you know, do you think someone might do it on sort of Amdra and <laughs> circuit in, you know? But well, I think if you're going to dream,
1: dream big. Yeah. Because what's the worst? Because then if it falls short of that, you know it's still going to be probably better than the yeah. low end of what you were going to pick. You and know what so, I mean? So, you
0: know, so podcast, I don't know if everyone laughs at me behind my back, but I'm like, oh, Ed Sheeran. So it's like, dear Ed, will you come on my podcast? Probably got a nice reply saying maybe another time, but, you know, it's like, don't ask. You had yeah, Olivia not Coleman. Oscar common. winning
1: Olivia Coleman well, on your podcast. Podcast. I've got an
0: advantage because you sort of see photographs of people and you know, if they're wearing my jewellery, then sometimes you know. they really like it and sometimes you can go, oh, come and have a look in the in the workshop and you've, I've got a little in, but I don't think Ed Sheeran wears any of my... It's time, Alex. You know, got to kind of keep knocking
1: at the door you know,
0: yeah. and it'll be fine. Yeah, I, love it. <laughs> I love that kind of um, enthusiasm and positivity and optimism. So I guess that's what I'm saying is you need to create an environment yeah. where when... A bit of good luck comes along you can grab it and yeah go.
1: absolutely um, I think that's also my parents they always taught me never to do things by halves so
0: but you seem to like on your website you seem to care a lot about people that perhaps you know having some difficulties and aren't able to be upbeat and positive mm. all the time so you seem you, you certainly don't seem to think that life's just gonna be a breeze for everybody. Yeah, it's not always going to
1: be rainbows and cupcakes as much as we would like it to. But I think that, you know, having that optimism and that sort of happy outlook on life and also just creating an environment as well like I, I love my little corner of the internet mm. uh, I did away with Twitter a couple mm. weeks ago because I was like why am I putting myself through being mm. this miserable when I'm online like it should be a positive experience everything yeah. should be a positive experience and if it's not don't keep yourself there yeah. um, so I was like let's if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen let's delete Twitter and so Instagram is like has always been my little kind of positive space mm. and just creating that sort of positive environment and it, it's not you know trying to create an echo chamber of praise and happiness and positivity but why would you not want to be surrounded by Mm. things that make you smile and things that make you feel Mm. good and if I can create that for other people who maybe aren't having the best of times then why wouldn't I?
0: But I love that picture. When you got engaged, it's just such a brilliant photo of you going, oh, like, oh my God. And I love those. I love it when I'm on Instagram and I see those lovely kind of positive, happy images and it can kind of make amazing. And that's, you've got the ring on. I am wearing, yes, of course. It's beautiful. It's
1: so, so gorgeous and he had it... Um,
0: um, How did you do it?
1: Well, he got it bespoke, made um, by a guy called Harry who had made... Uh, an engagement ring for a friend of his and so he'd you know he'd seen it and gone yeah that's you know the sort of thing that I'd like
0: oh my gosh well it's a beautiful um, ring and is he it, knows is this, I love is this going to be one of our pieces of jewelry or is this is I it, did know. bring it yeah because oh, wait, I no, mean no, no. my
1: my collection is mainly rings yeah so for every role that I play I buy a new ring to represent oh, that role.
0: lovely do you know the number of actors that have pieces that were kind of either celebrations of a rat or or remember a thing yeah and it's, you can almost do a filmography yeah. by bits of jewelry. that's going to be great I'm looking forward to that but I just want to because green really suits you you've got the same colouring as my daughter and green really suits yeah. you you're a kind of goddess in green
1: green is my favourite and colour
0: and this that emerald is blooming gorgeous I love it
1: so much and he's got four little diamonds to either side and then the band has a, a little curve to it because he wanted yeah. something just slightly different yeah it's um,
0: really nice and it's beautifully made so whoever Harry whoever he is is, is a star but it's funny um, when talking That's about me.
1: careers and stuff because I actually got talking to Harry when we went to have our wedding bands fitted Yeah. Um, and he was saying that he you know just Picked this jewellery apprenticeship knowing nothing about wow. jewellery. He was 16 and said, You know, they're hiring, I'm gonna go and wow. just learn as I go. And he's been doing it for the last like 50 years, I think he said. And I thought it was just amazing that he was just like, I need a job, so whatever's hiring, I'll figure it out.
0: I wonder if, to an extent, if like jewellery found him, because I yeah. sometimes think when people say, Why did you choose jewellery? I kind of almost want to say, I think jewellery chose me, absolutely. Actually. Um, you know, I
1: totally understand that.
0: But um, we have an apprentice, um, Amy, who works downstairs and um, it's really lovely that's one of the nicest things in my job is to see all the young people coming through and learning she's yeah. so bloody skilled and then it, that really gets me because it's like oh my gosh, she's better she's better at everything <laughs> but I it's so nice to bluff seeing people it now. <laughs> like so
1: excited about something that you're yeah. also passionate about
0: yeah that's a beautiful ring can we put it in our little collection because I think absolutely any, you know, anyone and um, listener if you you know just check out Carrie's Instagram because there's just lovely pictures on <laughs> it's something but how did you do the actual business of proposing it was
1: very very special so he can never keep any secrets from me because I I like a mystery so as soon as I know that someone Someone's keeping a secret I need to find out yeah. what it is um, he did very very well so there's a, a cafe in London called the Theatre Cafe mm-hmm. and um, I've been friends with the people who run it for a long time since they opened because they opened right opposite Les Mis whilst I was in Les right. so I was in there all the time getting to know everyone uh, and they're now on St Martin's Lane and uh, he got in contact with them and said look I'm going to propose to Carrie I need you to help me out and I need you to message her and say that you want her to do a treasure hunt through London's theatres and it will be all the theatres that she's ever worked at and each clue will Gosh. lead on to the next and then it will lead her to me with the ring. So that's exactly what he did. I said yes to going on wow. this this treasure hunt thinking that it was just for, thank you, for... Yeah. Um, the theatre cafe's like YouTube channel and you thought uh, you were
0: going to get a free sandwich out of it I <laughs> thought
1: I was going to get lunch at the <laughs> end of a burger at their new like diner okay. um, and yeah so I, and I it was actually really emotional going through all of these theatres that I'd got to work in and some of them I'd been in as a child mm. and I was mm. in Mary Poppins as a kid and Mary Poppins was still on at the time that I did this oh. treasure hunt so I got to go into the room that I used to oh. you know be in and see all of the costumes that I used to wear and see all the Jane Banks hats on the on the wall it got me really choked up and um, so then yeah finally the the last clue led me to Hamilton which is where he's currently working and the last line of the clue when I read it out all of the lights changed the lanterns came down all of these candles came onto stage and then there he was on the balcony with with the ring oh, what a sweetheart. That it, is, was that it was amazing it was really really what amazing a memory. I
0: need to make sure Denise doesn't listen to this because we had an argument <laughs> she was like <laughs> Let's get, her mum died and said, like, not very much money, like a few thousand pounds. She said, let's get married with it. And I was like, oh God, really? I said, but we could buy a new car. So we had a big argument about a new car right? because I lost. So I, like, begrudgingly <laughs> agreed to get married. And then I hear stories like that and I go, oh no, can, we, can I go back in time and be a well, nicer my, person?
1: My poor fiance, Joel, bless his heart, my, um, my brother is very well known for his wedding speech. It has something ridiculous like 15, 16 million views. Oh, we're going to Google it. I know it's that sounds great. Have, have you not seen this? No. No, right. I didn't have done my research properly. Yeah, that. it was it was it was a long time ago now. They got married in 2012. Mm. And yeah, he gave this speech, but it was actually a song made up of all of McFly's mo- most wow. famous songs and he changed the lyrics to thank all of the people in his wedding party. And it's extraordinary and of course my brother's so ridiculously disgustingly and quite rudely talented. No pressure That it's amazing, but <laughs> everyone's been asking like, "Oh, how's Joels, you know, how's his speech going to Do you know what, Joel? I think you're better off just not giving a speech at the wedding.
0: (laughs) That is too romantic. So he gets top marks for um, not from a jeweller's point of view for commissioning a gorgeous ring with an amazing stone. But also very well. for being an old romantic. Yeah. I'm hanging my head slightly in shame here. Um, can we have a look at your at the rings? Absolutely. I like, I like this. So this is kind of like um, show rings. If we get them in the right order. Okay.
1: Oh, God. See, I, I am missing some because there are some yeah. I haven't bought rings for yet. This is just a me one. I wanted to have a okay, ring that represented it. me. This is so
0: nice. So it's all rings. It's great.
1: Let's start this end. This great. is the first one. This is a... A ring that my parents bought me just after I um, had finished in Mary Poppins the engraving sort of rubbed off now but it says Come anything on, can right? happen if you let it huh? which is a oh, well it kind of it's so perfect because it's a, it's a line from the show there's a song called anything can happen yeah. if you let it but it's also what my parents taught me as a kid anything really can happen if you just if you let it if you open yourself up to those opportunities if you look for those opportunities literally anything can happen
0: that's so sweet and it's kind of come true, hasn't it, in your life? Yeah. And then you, and now you've um, got a gorgeous man and you're getting engaged. But I've lost stuff. that
1: ring twice now, and it always finds its way back to me. Wow. But I lost it at a beach, like lost it in the that sand is at a beach, of. and then my mum found it again about an hour later. It's really nice Couldn't actually. Believe it.
0: It's got it's quite what nicely makes. It's got a lovely um, curvy, soft mm. inside. And quite often these rings have flat inside; they're a little bit sharp. But it's a very simple, just sort of D section silver ring. I'm guessing it's a silver ring. I don't know if it's if it's white gold or I, something. Oh,
1: I actually don't know. I have no idea.
0: Maybe it's white gold because it has that sort of. Anyway, it's got a hallmark in it, and if I had my little loop, I could. have
1: So outside it says anything can happen, and then on the inside it says if you let it.
0: And it's so sweet. The inside, the engraving on the outside is slightly worn, but yeah. I think that's lovely because it shows age. And but the inside engraving still. Well, I was given it when
1: I was thirteen. It's a very long time ago now. Seventeen years I've had that ring. I think it's a magic ring. <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel it? Because it's it? You know, it's
0: like what's your what's the secret of your success is magic, magic ring and I that's do it. you know what? As much as anything it's about having amazing parents that yeah. just tell you that anything can happen. And I feel like quite a lot of people don't maybe don't have that unconditional support from their parents. Absolutely. good lesson for me with my daughters and tell telling them <laughs> to shut up and come home early. I should be a bit more <laughs> encouraging. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, that's so nice. So that was after uh, Mary Poppins. Yes. Um And so did that kind of start the tradition of um, of a ring for a show?
1: Yeah, but I didn't wear rings for a really long time. Even that one I sort of didn't really wear. And then I started wearing it when I was a bit older and was like, oh, that's actually a really nice thing to have, like something that commemorates the roles that I've played. Um, so then I this was my eponine ring. It's slightly squashed oh, yeah. now from where I've worn it so much.
0: Do you want us to make it round for you a, a bit on the way down? Could you? Yeah, I mean if oh you have goodness
1: could you really? Yeah, yeah, it's
0: really easy. There's a there's a tiny risk if it has a solder line, the little crap, but then we'll just solder it up again. So Oh thank and, you uh, so much. It's kinda of quite a nice shape being a bit flat, but it'd be nice <laughs> to have it round wouldn't it Yeah. So did you did you buy this for yourself?
1: I did, yes. At the end
0: of the run?
1: Yes. I think I've been out of the role for quite a long time. Yeah. And I, I never like to go okay I I need a ring let me find something I feel like they always find me Um, and I walked past this tiny little shop that doesn't exist anymore it closed because of Mm. COVID and I was really sad about it but it's called Rose Heart Jewels and tiny shop in Covent Garden run by this uh, this amazing woman called Donna she's very eccentric and just like super lovely really warm Mm. and welcoming to anyone who went in the shop and that was in the window and there's a line there's a song and a line that I love the most in Les Mis which was rain will make the flowers grow because it's obviously this idea that you know sometimes back bad things happen but that's yeah. you know there'll always be good things that come after that as yeah. a result um and so i saw that you know listeners you can't see it but it's got <laughs> flowers on it and little silver roses so um, it's, it's a
0: silver band and then there's three roses bigger one in the middle on the top and the way it's been made is it's been carved in wax so it quite, has quite a kind of um the top of it has quite a sort of solid feel to it mm-hmm. but um it's a really pretty ring so it relates to the role this was the role this was kind of like your first this is the role I want to yeah. do. And you just said, I want to do it. And then you got it and you did it. I know. How long did that run last for?
1: I was in it for two years and eight months
0: is this the same I was saying about my friend and I've podcast quite a few actors when you're doing stage Mm. it is actually really hard work because you're doing sometimes you're doing two shows a day Mm -hmm. and that is like you're giving so much I just feel like you're like marathon runners or something (laughs) Yeah, and you did that for two and a bit years
1: yeah it's not only physical but it's really emotional and sort Mm. of mentally draining as well Mm. because you're constantly having to you know recall lines and lyrics and and having to sing things that you know are very high or very low or just even if they're not high or very low then it's just constant you're just constantly using your voice it's usually eight shows a week but then there's the odd week where you have to do nine because it's like half term or something and they want to sell a few more tickets
0: (laughs) you've got to be as as fit as anything because i mean it's also physical isn't it yeah for me theater anyway is is like it's a collaboration between you and the audience so you can't Mm. just go on and just do it and leave you need to you need to kind of chuck out this energy that needs to then be bounced back at you from the audience and then and that's when the special thing Happens. Yeah,
1: and it's funny because I think when I was a teenager and I wasn't in theatre kind of anymore, I'd done it as a kid, but it's a very different experience mm. doing it as a kid and doing it as an adult. There's so much that you just don't see when you're a child. Yeah. But yeah, even when I was watching theatre as a kid, I kind of didn't notice it. But now I'm in theatre and I watch shows. You can see the, you know, the people who are literally kind of tearing their hearts open yeah. and giving you everything they possibly can. And you can see that effort and that energy. And you're sort of looking at them going, you're going to sleep well. Really. You're really going to wow. sleep well tonight. yeah. (laughs) And
0: it's like for us as the audience, you kind of go, go, Oh, isn't that amazing? But Mm. for them, it's like get up the next day, do it, and Mm. some days do it twice. Yeah. I I just think it's amazing. That's one of the things that always gets me. And and also, you hold that audience, which is kind of quite something special. It's so fun.
1: It's like I'm so lucky to do it because it's the only thing I've ever been vaguely good at but i just love it so much it's just so you say enjoyable that, but
0: you're also good at writing aren't you because but your it's, books all, are it's funny
1: because you say that but it's all versions of the same thing it's all telling stories yeah. it's all just you know doing that one thing in different mediums
0: yeah, I feel like writing, because you're kind of on your own with it. Yeah, it's very
1: solitary. And then
0: you're not there when the interaction happens. So that it's a little bit nerve-wracking because you don't know...
1: How people are going to react to it because you've been the only one the right to job. react to it so far. But then I
0: guess for you, because you do a lot of young adults and children, mm. are you getting a lot of um, communication from these people? Do you get letters and emails and do people say, thank you because that helped me with this issue or, you know... Yeah. It? So that must be lovely.
1: Yeah, I recently had... I've had it, had it a few times, but recently when I was in, in Panto, a school in Canterbury, the team teacher got all of the kids to read the book and then write me a letter. And it was so lovely, but they were all so interested in my pet cat. (laughs) I've got a pet cat called Edgar, and you know they loved the book, and they talked about the book, and they asked questions about the book, but then all of them were like, say hi to Edgar, give Edgar a cuddle. How old is your cat? Tell me about your cat, Edgar. It was very, very
0: sweet. Very sweet. sweet. I love, we do um, competitions sometimes with young people, and I think generally it gets better the younger the group of people we're working with, and particularly when it comes to ideas, and you can kind of put something out and then what you get reflected back is so unexpected. Yeah. It's just what you want. And then I think <laughs> as people get older, they kind of learn how to perhaps reflect back what they think you expect. And, yeah. And you get less often. Yeah. Some people can retain that, but quite often, you know, it sort of gets worn off a little bit. Yeah so uh, that must be really nice to a young young yeah and it's so literature. much fun
1: writing children's fiction as well because you know that you know like you said as, as adults there's that sort of magic that gets worn away the older yeah. you get so then just to have an opportunity to kind of indulge in that again and when I second guess myself and go, no I, I can't do that because you know it's about you know it's about witches and, and maybe maybe putting a zombie in the book is a step too far and then I'm like hang on a minute no it's never a step no, too no, far so no, I'm absolutely putting a zombie in it <laughs>
0: <laughs> bro-do, bro-do. there'll be six rings in total but we've got um, the engagement ring has gone straight back on, uh, um, on Carrie's is. finger quite right too <laughs> so we're going to look at the third one which is amazing because it's big and it's amber and it's beautiful amber it's, it's very it's chunky all the kind of flakes of stuff in there so there's basically a, a kind of curved round top stone it's called a cabochon and the way that you set a cabochon is you put it in a what's called a rub over setting so it's kind of put into a a little it sort of has a wall around it and then you push that wall over and it holds the stone in but it's my kind of ring because the rub over setting has a kind of wreathy twiny thing going around it with a leaf on it and then it has a lovely it's on a shank as well but it's just a it's just a beautiful piece of amber what was that That was
1: for uh, The War of the Worlds Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds um, which I listened to as a kid in the back of my mum and dad's car and used to put my fingers in my ears because it scared me so much it's absolutely terrifying when you listen to it but then I got a call uh, halfway through my first year at Les Mis saying Jeff Wayne's heard your voice at West End Live funnily enough that Trafalgar Square event that I was telling you about I did that with Les Mis and he said Jeff Wayne's heard your voice uh, on the the videos of that event and would love to see you for an audition to play uh, Parson Nathaniel's wife Beth so you need to go to his house and you know he's got this massive recording studio in his house and I got to go and, and record my voice in alongside um, Jason Donovan who was going to be playing I'm a little bit jealous because
0: I'm just the right age to have sort of grown up <laughs> with early neighbours and, yep. and Jason yeah. Donovan I'm sort of thinking when I took your coat I thought I'm holding a, I'm holding a garment worn by somebody that's met Jason Donovan you know? <laughs> that's what goes through my mind <laughs> you'll
1: be pleased to know that Jason Donovan is one of the nicest people on the planet is he? he's just a gorgeous gorgeous
0: there, so I like, you know, back in the day I thought like, me and Kylie could have made a good couple, but yeah. um but you know, I was happy for him. You let him have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, but yeah. So, and you what, we, so you actually went in there and, and you did it you did a recording with Jason Donovan it, it was
1: just his voice. So I had to just okay, record yeah, my voice yeah. alongside. Um and uh yeah, I got a call late that evening just did you to say do, that
0: um, especially for I wish, you. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um but oh, yeah, I got a call it. that evening to say that he'd love me to join the tour. Um no. so I was really luckily I couldn't believe my luck but Cameron McIntosh who produces Lay gave mm. me six weeks out of my second year of Les mm. to go and do War of the Worlds mm. um, so yeah I got to go on tour it was, a, it was a three week tour three weeks rehearsals three weeks touring um, and yeah I was Jason Donovan's wife for three weeks it was lovely
0: that is uh, so something. I... <laughs> That is a dinner party story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did it for two years. So I did the 2014 tour and then the 2018 tour. And it was on the 2018 wow. tour that I found this ring in Brighton, um, one of the many jewellery stores in Brighton. I now. love Brighton. It's so my great. daughter
0: lives in Brighton, and, and so I go there all the time. And it is just, I love all these, it's just full of independent shops. There's it's so great. many great jewellery yeah. shops. We've got some stockists there that I, that I really like. But basically, if you were looking to buy yourself a piece of jewellery, you could go and have a wonderful day and yeah. in Brighton, just wander around the lanes, just have a look around, and, and a lot of kind of handmade stuff and mm. cookie stuff, and it's just a great place for that, isn't it? Yeah. That's funny because it does look a little bit Brighton.
1: Yeah, and I, I just. Should we thought thought try it and looked... make that round again as well? Yes, please. You're the nicest. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's re- you wait. When I've you got see weird chip fingers, you know, that's what I'm learning. Uh, no, things get <laughs> so, squished,
0: don't bad. they? That's the.
1: Yeah, it's well loved. Yeah, very well loved. But yeah, I thought it looks very sort of alien esque because it's that sort of big bulbous piece yeah. of amber. Yeah. Looks like something you might find on an alien planet. Yeah, I like that. So, I loved it so much.
0: What I like about it, amber quite often doesn't have that many bits in it, but this one's just full yeah, of it lovely Yeah, it really is, bits. isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's almost like we could get, a, we could drill a hole in it and extract some DNA yeah, yeah. And rebuild a colony of dinosaurs. It really feels like that. That's what, that's what it looks like. Um, cool, cool. And now we've got um, the fourth one.
1: So this next one is my Cinderella ring. Uh, just, just writing a list of, of all great miracles. This is so... <laughs>
0: I'm writing Cindy. There.
1: Yeah, Cinderella was um, a roller coaster of a, a ride. I did the workshop for it in May of 2019, mm. so quite a long time ago now. Mm. And I had no idea what I was going in for. I was just told that Andrew Lloyd Webber was writing a new musical. They wouldn't tell me what it was. I'd, I'd just done Heather's, and he co-produced Heather's, mm. so knew what I sounded I want like. Want you to
0: have a Heather's ring though.
1: I know I don't have one yet. I need to find one. Never you know, you might find one downstairs. <gasps> dun, 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 I haven't
0: seen as the musical, but um, is it kind of based on the on yeah. the film? Which yeah. I just absolutely love. That it's just so it's weirdly funny and and dark and bizarre. The and musical is
1: amazing. I highly, highly recommend it because it's go, still on. I'll
0: take my wife. I'll take the I'll take the girls. We'll have a, we'll have a, we'll have fun.
1: How old are your daughters?
0: I did say at the beginning that I hope my wife doesn't listen to this because you, you're supposed to know that sort of thing, aren't you? <laughs> it, it, what I'm saying is it changes every year. So the, the, they're all getting older now. So the youngest is 21. So it's like 21, 22, 23. Somewhere, right. somewhere around. No, maybe 21, 22 and 23 or something like that
1: they're all old but enough for Heathers they're, there yeah, I was wondering
0: going like, like, no, no. to say like they're 12 <laughs> maybe not ten no no they're all they're all off but they love a bit of theatre and a bit of music Heathers so, is,
1: is yeah. absolutely brilliant and it is dark and funny and it's yeah. such a riot so I highly recommend but Andrew Lloyd Webber co-produced it when we went to the Haymarket when we did our West End right. run so he knew what I sounded like um, had come to see it a few times um, so he asked me to go in for a meeting yeah. to learn a couple of songs for this new musical that he was writing so that we could demo them yeah so I got there and I was wearing um, a black lacy dress I had my big dot martins on um, and he said so we're doing this new version of Cinderella but it's like a twist on the old fairy tale we're gonna make Cinderella a, you know a bit of a goth she's gonna wear like black la- lace dresses and dot Martins and I sort of looked down at myself and I was like okay, I see what you called ah. <laughs> um, and so yeah I had to learn these these two songs quite quickly and go in and demo them, and then we did a, a workshop in May a couple months later. And uh, yeah, there were three of us who got asked to stay on and, and do it when it went to the West End, but um, COVID very, very much got in the way. I was just
0: working that out. I was thinking, yeah. oh, that must have been on the run up to COVID because yeah. that was like absolutely disastrous. For I mean, particularly for when you're yeah. singing as much as anything, isn't it? You know, but yeah. theatre, but musical theatre. So we did
1: one day of our extra workshop that was meant to lead on to doing it for real in the West End. End on march 16th and oh west end goodness. closed march 17th
0: oh my goodness
1: <laughs> so we never got to finish that workshop so um we didn't get on stage until june 2021 i think mm. so yeah
0: What did you do during all those lockdowns? Did you keep, like, exercising your voice and doing all online stuff and writing and, you know... You it was a lot of writing,
1: busy? yeah. I, I wrote two books during that time. Because it was the first yeah. time I ever got to go, oh, well, I'm just an author now. Which, yeah. you know, if I'm taking any positives from COVID, it was that. It was that I got to sit down and, and yeah. just really focus on, on books. Because usually I'm doing it to and from the theatre, yeah. stealing minutes wherever I can to write the next couple and, hundred and words.
0: And at least you still... You had another bow to your... Exactly, uh, to to your bow because... A lot of people were kind of asking if they could come around and do some gardening or like yeah. there. there was nothing going on was yeah, there
1: yeah my fiance was a, a delivery driver during that time you know for, I think it was for Hermes just delivering parcels because it was there was nothing else to do no, not, so mm. yeah I was very lucky that I had something that I could do and could mm. keep income coming in and you know hardcore went the YouTuber route as well It's like right yeah. now's the time to make YouTube videos as but your YouTube is amazing I mean
0: you've got like a gazillion followers it's, you know <laughs> we're, we kind of want to go how do you do that how do you get some? many followers yeah, on youtube
1: that's plan. but it's that's amazing. very much a overtime thing because i've been yeah. making videos now for 11 years mm-hmm. so that's yeah. sort of just you know i've never and, had like an overnight sensation i've never had sort of like a big viral video it's just been this gradual build-up of people kind of but you're naturally good
0: you look good on youtube and you, you film it and it's, it's it's effervescent and you know you, you just, oh, you're very sweet like, well you. no i'm jealous because <laughs> <laughs> we, we do like, like Esme is always filming me for things like, like i look back and i go
1: no, you're great, Alex. You're you very So you see things that other people you don't, don't to see. Yeah, no, no, no. Because no, I do I'm the same saying, thing. I look true. at myself and go, Oh god, I look tired or oh god, I did my eyebrows terribly bad. that day. You always see things yeah. that other people don't see. And luckily I edit Alex so you don't have to watch it back. So <laughs> no, I, I have to edit, edit myself. And that's yeah, yeah that that's a god. different kettle of fish finish. horrible Okay. but yeah this is my Cinderella ring ring. and it was such a a tumultuous time with Covid (laughs) I also went through a massive breakup I was with someone for five years and they all of a sudden just upped and left one morning so I got that ring and if you see on the inside it says this too shall pass and it's a saying that I just really love because it's it's not just the negative things it kind of takes into account the positive things as well so you know if you're going through a negative time this too shall pass it's yeah. not always going to be this way but then the happy times as well this too shall pass so you've, you've got to hold yeah. on to those happy times whilst you have them and enjoy them as much as you can I think
0: it's so important because you wouldn't be where you are now if that, if you hadn't have been through that exactly so it was a little kind of difficult dark bit on a journey but mm-hmm. the journey's still valid isn't it I just think people um, people sometimes worry too much about some of the difficult bits but mm-hmm. you can't have the light without exactly. the shade. And it often it almost always you talk to people a few years later and it's almost always leads somewhere better. Exactly.
1: Well I went through that horrible breakup so in nice. January of, of last so a year ago now. And um my fiance now I've, I've i met him eight years ago but got into sort of was reunited with him at a stage door of a theatre in March and we're engaged now, no so
0: Right. <laughs>
1: Exactly. This too shall pass. Good for so. you.
0: That's really nice. It's almost like the little the little sister of the yes. Le rubber ring because it's it's like a sort of wreath of, of little carved roses on a on a on a silver band. It's a really cute ring actually. But that photo on the website too, thank you. That's one of my
1: favourite rings. Now, it's a lovely ring.
0: And it's also it's an everyday wearer, you just know yeah. you're not gonna wear that. Yeah. Great. I love the little bits of engraving on the inside. And it's interesting, actually, that the engraving on the inside is the engraving that it does last better. So Yeah, I love the little
1: hidden messages. I think they're so nice, isn't it? Because it's
0: nice on the outside, but it's
1: also got a little yeah. secret in there as well.
0: Now, the last ring um, isn't... Oh, my gosh, that looks lovely in this light. Isn't a uh, musical ring. No, but it looks—it's very organic. It looks almost like sort of tree roots or coral or something. The
1: big ones are moonstones. Moonstones,
0: and then and what else have we got in there? So we've got some lovely Uh, little little pinky ones. ones.
1: There's a a sapphire in there as well, I think, with a little blue one somewhere. Um, Because we
0: get sapphires, so I would have said that these pink ones could be sapphires because we're buying our sapphires from. Uh, sapphires come in every different colour. It's right. like it's like weird that people think sapphires are blue. Yeah, I
1: didn't know
0: that. Some sapphires are blue, but just as many sapphires are. It depends what the min- surrounding minerals. Right. I'll take you down to the workshop. I'll show you some of that because we get these amazing sapphires. They're nice, ethically mined in in Madagascar. Right. And every time we buy one, they plant a tree because they're trying to give back. Oh, to the I love that. And they're cut in this brilliant women's cutting collective in Sri Lanka. So we're kind of supporting the community of women so that women can earn money for the family. That's so cool. Uh, we just helped buy them a generator because they've had lots of trouble in Sri Lanka. Right. And so they were, they were having difficulty working, uh, you know, having keeping all the machines coming. So I'll show you all our stuff. Oh, I'd love they're, to they're so see super, that. But it's like every colour. You can get blue ones, but... Um,
1: yeah, it's kind of like yellows and pinks. Yeah.
0: Really nice. I'm thinking another thing we could do is give that a little clean for you. Yeah,
1: it's not the uh, the cleanest of rings. Um,
0: but we could do that really easily. <laughs> We've got a super. Every time we every time we make something round or clean something up, there's always a tiny, tiny risk that something you know something will. Happen, but we can always fix that thing sure. that So if you're happy, just to absolutely just to, just to kind of trust us, we'll of we'll make a few rings round and we'll give, we'll have a good clean up and then
1: oh thank we you We can so do that much. while you're
0: looking in, around in the shop and then we'll and <gasps> then we we'll can bring you. them down. Yeah, that's, that's what like we we'll a do. Nice plan. Yes, go on. Tell me about this well, ring because it it's really this is really my kind of ring. This looks like it. one of the ones it's something we've made and it's beautiful. and
1: this one is my aside from my engagement ring. This one is my my favorite and uh, it's actually from the same place that the Eponine rings from. It's that little shop that closed down yeah. due to COVID. I think they still have an online store, but the little shop was so so sweet and so lovely and as they were closing it the owner of it Donna called me up and said I'd love you just to pick something as a gift to say thank you so much for sending traffic to their store and uh, when I went in she talked to me a lot about Moonstone and I'd never heard of Moonstone and had nothing that was Moonstone and I said I'd actually love you to pick something for me and my only thing that I would I would love my only request is that it has Moonstone in it and so she picked this for me and it was one of those magic moments where she said I've only got one and it's only in one size so I'll send it to you and if it doesn't fit we'll resize it and I put it on and it fit perfectly it,
0: it found you yeah it, that's so good cool. it's a really nice ring I love it so right. much oh well, you've got amazing it's kind of like we should have a little exhibition of this nice. <laughs> A gorgeous carry rings. But I've got one yeah.
1: last thing to show you. Yes, please. In fact, I do have another ring that I'm, I'm wearing that I probably should mention. Let's
0: do it. Let's go. Because there's so much got so. I feel
1: I've got so much. Um, this is a recent one. And um, I, So cute. Uh, my friend of mine messaged me and said, um, she's found this jewellery shop online and they've got um, this ring that they've just posted that has your initials on it. It's got the initial CF on it. And uh, it's from 1926. And they're looking for someone who has those initials to buy it. And I just quit. I couldn't let it go. It's and I saw amazing. it and went, "Oh no, I, I won't. I don't need another ring. I'll leave it." And then I just, I just couldn't. I had to go back, and so I bought it. And so that's my most recent. It's
0: a really classic. The gold's a beautiful colour because it's like an old-fashioned gold colour. Well, my dad it? used very to classic. have a signet ring
1: that oh, I always nice. just remember him having that, and so I. It reminds me of him.
0: Um, it's going to. It has a very thin. And and dangerous bit there. It does, yeah. So it's gonna, gonna, you're gonna have trouble with it at some point, but tell us when you have trouble with it and we'll see what we can do or if we can point you in the right direction. Oh, thank you. Um, Because as much as anything, that's beautiful and it was meant, it's found its way to you. Yeah, it was meant to find me, yeah. It's found its way to you. That's so nice. We're gonna, gonna let's put put these in 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 the photographic pile if you don't mind. They're really nice colours. I love the colour of the gold of that signet ring.
1: It's nice, isn't it? It's like, it's almost, um, not rose gold, but kind of on that hue. Yeah, it's got, it's it's got a When you think of a yellow gold, it does sound yeah. quite bright. And this is my oh, last thing, my last slightly broken this. thing. This is my charm bracelet that I have had... Oh, God, I can't remember how long, but I, I I don't think there are any more... Or There's very few spaces for charms now, but I collected them as I went. It's like a proper charm is bracelet. Is it a real... Because
0: it looks like a real one. I was going to ask. Yeah, this, this all, they all have, have meanings...
1: Bracelet they all have reasons there's one of them that's fallen off so I, I used to play the saxophone and it was my most like beloved prized possession I bought it with the money that I earned from being in Mary Poppins um, <laughs> yeah, I still it's have amazing. it and I still need to pick it up and learn it some of them open as well if you open the post box yes. that was the first ever uh, charm on it because it was given to me this is a really ridiculous story so it was given to me by my auntie and uncle
0: as, as just as a Jane or with one charm on it
1: it had that one charm yeah, on the it yeah
0: the post box yeah. um,
1: and it, po- it's a post box that has a little postman sitting. <laughs> inside of it um, because my uncle collects post boxes. That's his collection. So, you know, the big red yeah. pillar boxes, he collects what? those. What? Yeah.
0: Okay. He has a very patient <laughs> wife. Your aunt sounds like she's put something. I mean, where are they in the garden?
1: Yeah, he's got a big field out the back of his house, um, and he's built a museum as well.
0: I'd be quite them. interested actually because they are great designs. I'm, yeah, I'm so he's just got, got them, them lined up
1: with. in his field behind his house, and then he's got a museum that has sort of other ones and other sort of uh, post office artifacts yeah. like mail sorting.
0: Was he a postman it's, or was it just no, his thing? it's just a
1: fascination. Um, so this was a charm bracelet that they gave to their bridesmaids. And I was meant to be their bridesmaids but couldn't make it to their wedding because I was in Chitty Chili Bang Bang at the time. But they still gave me the bracelet. Um, so I've kind of collected them over the years.
0: There's kind of about sort of 25 charms. Yeah. So that is, you've worked hard at this and it is absolutely brilliant. This, this is the kind of thing that you, you almost, is so special and so so gorgeous. It's one of my
1: most prized possessions.
0: I stopped you start, co- start getting I... you get almost scared of it, because yeah. like, oh my gosh,
1: you know. <laughs> well, I stopped collecting when I was, oh, God, I don't know, about 13. I think maybe the most recent charms on there are Mary Poppins things. I think there's a, a carousel horse there for Mary yeah, Poppins. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I can see so many. There's the smiley, saddy face, <laughs> and there's there's bagpipes. Um, but what's Mary, does, does the hope chest open?
1: Yes, it does. There's, I don't think there's anything in it but the bookworm oh, is my f- <laughs> keep it in there <laughs> the bookworm's my favourite there's a little book somewhere there it is
0: yeah 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 oh my gosh that's open that's got something yeah, in it
1: it's got a little worm in it because it's a bookworm ah, and you
0: are but see, everything is <laughs> this is just you and there's
1: some silly stories as well there's a there's a pair of blue flip flops on yep, there Yeah, got them because my, there's a silly story about my auntie with flip flops and um, there's a caravan on there as well because yeah. my auntie bought a caravan but we called it the, the Navarack because it's caravan backwards and I don't, <laughs> I don't know why but that's just and if you open the caravan actually there's people in it there's people in it having that dinner that is
0: just <laughs> crazy okay I'm trying to work out how it opens I can see the bottom yes there you go the by doing that
1: there you go there's two people and having dinner. A little dinner oh my god it's like a Polly Pocket it's fun isn't, isn't it? it Yeah, it's, so, it's like so a
0: mini Polly pocket. pocket mini mini one. and it's got a little hedgehog
1: yes there's a little and hedgehog and because I started um, collecting stamps to um Send to the British Hedgehog Preservation Society, which is one of the hardest things to say. Um, and yeah, yeah I just—I I had, had an obsession with collecting, st- like, cutting stamps off of post and sending them to this charity so that they could raise money to save some hedgehogs. We love
0: hedgehogs. <laughs> we went to the Hedgehog Preservation Society thing at Fete, and my girls sat there holding little baby it's hedgehogs. Amazing. It's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. They are the cutest. This is just about the best piece of jewelry I've ever seen oh, anyone ever you bought. So in. Much. I'm just completely in love with this. Well, you you would have to start a new one. I know. I need to start. Oh, yeah. I need to
1: start a new one. It's it's every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, I've got to buy a new charm bracelet to like start collecting again because there's still so many things that I'd love to.
0: Would you like to put this on for you?
1: I don't. Would you be able to?
0: Yeah, it I, mean, I its guess thing So it's got two little jump rings One there and one there And I wonder if it had a, a, a oh, strap possibly. or something Do you know how it was connected before?
1: I think it was connected up here I'm sure there was like a little loop or something that might. Still so I think we could
0: get a bigger loop th- Through that bit there You know through yes. the whole top And we could we could try and do that If it's something you wanted to if do If you could
1: I would absolutely love that it's I just gorgeous. think
0: that's everything that jewellery should be It's oh. like it is basically a wrist full of memories yeah. And they're happy memories And they connect you to both places, people, events it's kind of like your life yeah. in a piece of jewellery and um, and I think that's, that's the value of jewellery I mean what else is it if you're looking at jewellery at being it's value in money like who the hell cares yeah. like who cares yeah. if it's £10,000 that isn't the point essentially for most of us jewellery is memories people's connections yeah. it's sentimental man, and you've really. just got every every single thing that is so gorgeous <laughs> that, is, that is like absolutely the best I'm kind of you know and I'm not going to criticise but I feel like just buying a charm bracelet that's all just completely done mm. maybe slightly I mean you could, it could be a nice bracelet but of this course. is this is a story and this is yeah. built and it's you in its personalised, which is so nice
1: and it's it? also sort of like a little project I used to be so excited looking for charms or, or my mum saying I've just found yeah. this charm that's exactly what you were looking for and then yeah. it was you know the race to buy it off of eBay or <laughs> you so know what nice. I mean? but you know collectively That charm bracelet probably costs 40 to 50 pounds. (laughs) But to me, it's one of my most prized possessions. I love it so much.
0: It's such a nice thought, you know, perhaps in future years, perhaps if you have children or something, that the idea that you'll be able to. To kind of talk about your life, yeah. or future generations will be able to map your life by going through. This is the one when this happened, yeah. and this is the one. Absolutely, is. so lovely, Carrie. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, and um, this I'm is having a bath. So <laughs> I'm to say, well, we're going, we're going to do some repairs. Oh, going thank to go down you so much. I really
1: appreciate shop. that. Thank you. But I just
0: want to say I can't thank you enough for coming in, and it's real pleasure to meet you. And just thank you so much for your well, time. Thank you for
1: asking me. I actually have some of your jewelry at home because oh, I'm really? a massive Doctor Who fan. Well, yeah. So I have your Doctor Who earrings at home. I love them that so was much. So,
0: that was such a nice job, and Josie's such a sweetheart. Yeah, um, that um, it was so, it was really nice to work with. Her. Again, my girls I were like massive Doctor Who fans. Of course, so. of course. It was like I was popular in the house for about five minutes. Love it. it great. That's a win.
1: Carrie, <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you'd like to see some of the pieces we've been talking about or for more information about any of the issues we've discussed, please check out our website and follow the links to the podcast page. You'll also find information on how to share your own stories, give a bit of feedback or have a look at all the jewellery related things I've been up to recently. We've also got some great jewellery making tutorials on our YouTube channel. There's lots to see. Just go to www.alexmonroe.com